everybody. Welcome to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. I, I want to start out by saying I, I think podcasts are weird. I mean, it's super weird that you guys are listening to whatever it is that we have to say. And I, I want you to know that I appreciate it. I really do. Um, it just blows my mind that, you know, we hop on the microphone once a week and people, people listen. They make time out of their day to listen. And I just think that's weird, wild, very cool. And I want to thank you. I want you to know that I appreciate you. And, you know, this episode's one of these where we don't quite exactly know what we're going to talk about until we start going. I'm in a little bit of a, like a hothead mood uh, as we get started, um, both because of uh, what happened to me before we started recording, but also just a theme I've been recognizing in my practice over the last few weeks, really just about, um, you know, people, if they want things to change, they got to be willing to do the work to make a change. I mean, that's just true, period. It's true about your finances, which comes up in this episode. It's true about your exercise routines. It's true about your mental health. And it's true about your relationship health. You got you to gotta do stuff. Nothing changes if nothing changes. That said, I, I do want to let you know that we have a mailbag episode coming up. Uh, you guys have been sending us a ton of questions and thoughts, uh, especially through the Instagram. Thank you for that. I'm trying to keep up on it, but I'm just, you know, I'm not doing that great. Um, but uh, yeah, again, blows my mind that you're here. Thank you for that. Uh, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. How long have you actually been awake though? 36 minutes. Oh, you got up early. Well, actually I got up late. I usually get up at 645 mm-hmm. and I take a shower and I do all my stuff and I get ready and I'm ready to walk out the door at 730 with my Good. kid. Nice. And then I go to my office and I'm there usually there by eight and I do stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have a meeting or sometimes I have a project that I'm on. And today though, I didn't have to get up and be anywhere at eight normally. What do your Thursdays normally look like? Do you take clients on Thursdays? No clients on Thursdays. I just, this is like your admin day. Up. I wake up, I talk to you at nine. Yeah. And then I go do about my day. I, sometimes I do therapy on Thursday and sometimes I, uh, you know, just hang out with my friends or I do work on the house or whatever. I just, but I don't do much of anything on Thursday. I'm going to put it in my calendar. Days to bother Zach Thursdays. <laughs> that's yeah. the day. Apparently that's in my daughter's calendar, which she just spent the last 15 minutes doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so you were kind of wondering like, what, what does Laura want to talk about? What is yes. the deal? Yeah. What is Laura? What's on your mind? Well, I was, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm going to give you a compliment. Are you ready for this? I don't know. They're so few and far between, but this is a real one okay. that I was just literally just thinking, it's not necessarily what I want to talk about with the, with our audience. It's what do I want support with or how do I want Zach's brain to support me and mm. how I'm working with clients? Okay. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like case consultation, but here's what I want is I want your perspective on when the complaint comes up of, um, and I will say it's usually gendered. And I'll let our audience, you know, oh, please wonder. Say, please say what I think you're going to say. Please say what I think you're going to say. I can't. It's, if, I hope it's what I want it to be. It's. I don't think it's going to be what you want it to be. No. Just saying. But it's um, the complaint is, I want to feel more emotionally connected to okay. my to my partner, and okay. how I feel emotionally connected is through talking. 
and like having conversations with my partner and like knowing what's going on in their life and knowing what's happening in their heart. And, um, and so the complaint that I'm getting, and you can probably guess like who's usually the complainer that they want their partner to open up more, be more emotionally available, mm-hmm. um, is that I try to bring up issues or I try not issues, but I try to like, just have like an, an important conversation um, or even just a conversation that like I get to dream out loud to my partner and it doesn't feel like there's much output. There's a lot of listening. Mm-hmm. Partner is willing to listen all day long, but there's not a lot of sharing. And so that's the complaint that I'm coming up against is this just sort of like overarching desire to feel more emotionally or even intellectually connected to their partner and mm-hmm. not not knowing how to do that. So that's what they're coming to me for. And now that's what I'm coming to you for is like, what would you do if that was walking through your office? So sounds like mainly what you're talking about is in a heterosexual relationship, she wants right. more emotional connection and conversation than mm-hmm. he is giving. Right. And she's bringing that question to you. Mm-hmm. And he, and you know, obviously like he's, uh, all, almost all of these partners are, I want to give that to you, but that is just mm-hmm. not how I operate. I am not a very emotional guy. I'm not a very chatty guy. I'm kind of mm-hmm. drained by the end of the day. I don't really feel like talking. Um, and, and so it's like, I want to give that to her, but it's also not who I am is sort of the, I love it when people say that. I love it. People say that because I look at them and I go, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. But I know what you're going to say. If if your partner spoke German and you spoke Spanish and you really loved your partner, what would you do? You would learn German. Yeah, learn German. Um, No, what I would say is like, um, okay, so this is kind of close to what I was hoping you would say because I'm I'm wanting to talk a little bit about, or, or rather I'm paying quite a bit of attention lately to this thing, this metaphor we use a lot called the emotional bank account. And when the emotional bank counts in surplus, things go well. When the emotional bank counts in deficit, things are harder. Yeah. Um, and so what you're describing is a woman in this case, who is often saying, Hey, my emotional bank account just isn't, it's in deficit. Like it's right. not, it's not full. Yeah. It doesn't even mean things are bad right, or wrong mm-hmm. or you're not, or you're deficient in some way. It's just, I'm not getting, I'm not in a surplus position. And that makes me feel lonely or disconnected or not, available for sex or, you know, anxious about what my girlfriend said the other night, you know, like it could be anything um, that just makes it harder when your emotional bank account at home isn't full. And I got to tell you, Laura, I, I need a vacation or something because I'm so, I'm so running out of patience with guys who aren't interested or able Mm -hmm. to invest in their wives or their partner's emotional bank account. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I think I'm getting mad at them. Yeah. Like I'm in my, I'm in my office and I'm just like going, are you fucking kidding me? Sorry. I'm not usually the F-bomber. No, you're not, but I can, (laughs) like you have some energy around it. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Seriously, we're having this conversation. So the way this started for me the other day was I had a couple in my office. They, she comes in and she says basically exactly what you just said. Yeah. Right. And she is lonely and she's sad and she's disconnected. And I said, is this a surprise to you to the husband? And he goes, right. well, I'd, yeah, kind of. And I go, why? He goes, well, we just haven't talked about it since we were here last, mm-hmm. which was like six weeks ago. And I said, yeah, you, I'm sorry. You haven't talked to your wife about your relationship for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And, 
and you're surprised that she's feeling what she said she was feeling six weeks ago, but more intensely. Mm -hmm. Because nothing has changed. You haven't done anything different, right? Well, actually, actually what has changed is he became aware of that and then didn't do anything different. Uh huh. So something did change, which was now he knows. And I said, well, what's going on for you? He goes, "I, I guess I'm just overwhelmed with work and I'm kind of stressed out about money and feels like, that's just really on top of my top of my mind right now. And I was like, what's right. going on with money? He's like, well, things have just kind of ramped up. We're spending a lot more than we're making. And yeah. um, I'm, I, you know, my job has changed a lot. And we kind of thought that she would be back to work by now, but she's not really doing that. So that makes it harder. And, and I was like, man, sounds like, sounds like you're, you're like, you're in a, kind of in a deficit position. <laughs> he was like, yeah. Go on. I, like, I can see, kind of I can hard. see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that sounds really hard. What are you doing? He goes, well, I'm trying to take on this one extra project and that's spreading me pretty thin. And then I'm really wanting her to spend less. Like I think if she could spend less over here, that would help. And I was like, Hmm. So you're, so you recognize that there's like an, like a deficit and you're, you're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. To, Is anybody else to picking up the one? Picking up one? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's like, yeah. And I was like, that's pretty good. That's, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty fantastic. By the way, uh, you know, I just heard your wife say that she was in, like in a complete emotional deficit. Like uh-huh. her emotional bank account is empty. Do you, is that a, do you recognize that or is that, mm-hmm. and he's like, blink, blink, blink. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, come on, dude, this is so easy. Like, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. easy. Cause I think that's the, that's why you're running into the question. But if a person, a man, a wife, a partner is willing to say, I really want that too. I want that for you too. I want you to, I want your, I want you to feel emotionally fulfilled. I want also to feel emotionally connected. I want, I believe in, and I support the idea of filling the emotional bank account. You got to do stuff. Right. Like you got to do stuff. Yeah. And that might mean you got to do stuff you don't want to do mm-hmm. or you don't know how to do, or you're mm-hmm. not very good at. Mm-hmm. Um, because the alternative is do nothing. And it just, it gets, gets worse, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, I think about like the, the in this scenario, right? With your male client, he's worried about money. And what he's recognizing is there's probably more going out the door or out of the bank account than there is coming in. And he's recognizing we don't have a very long run rate. This doesn't work in the United sure. States. Like yeah. in, in the world, I recognize that I cannot go into debt. It just doesn't work. There is a finite amount of money that I'm able to spend and able to make. And so I need to be aware of what's going going out the door versus what's coming in the door. So I think that that makes sense, but well, uh, but, and the, and one of the reasons it makes sense, especially to men and because we are simple creatures um, is we can measure it. We mm-hmm. can, we can, I can look at it and I can go, I've got a hundred dollars in the bank and I spent $150 last month. Right. I'm down 50 bucks. Right. I, I can measure that. And that down, now I know what I'm worth or now yeah. I know what the value is or I've got $200 in bank. I spent $150 last month. I got 50 bucks. Now I'm mm-hmm. good. Things are good. And yeah. I'm kind of like, okay, that's awesome. I'm check. But now we have to turn that attention back into the, um, the emotional bank account. And that sometimes mm-hmm. means we have to get creative and we have to get thoughtful. And if we want to make it simple, we can. I mean, again, another conversation, totally different couple last night. In fact, it was him saying, I need more conversation. They have, so six children at home. I'm like, first of all, that's a lot of children. Um, 
that, and that's yeah. going to make it hard to have a conversation. You start any conversation, somebody's interrupting you within sure. 30 seconds. Yeah. Know? Somebody needs something. And I'm like, all right, so let's put some, let's put some specifics around these conversations. Like, do you need to have one What's a day that is right. 10 seconds long or mm -hmm. do you need to have, or do we need to move them over to uh, Google doc? Mm -hmm. You know, so we could, at least the business part, right? Do we move the business part over to a, a, a project management app? Yeah. You know, who's yeah. moving what direction when so that the, mm -hmm. the only conversation I have with you every day isn't about soccer practice mm. or what's for dinner or the bank. Right. Account, you know? Right. It's more of an emotional connection, more of an emotional conversation. Well, it can be, it can be. I think when you, when you create space and time to solve the solvable stuff, then you have the bandwidth you find to work on the things that are harder. Like I'm just not that good at this. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it can't be because I only have $50 in the bank. That needs mm -hmm. to be put over there. This, um, this just kind of occurred to me as we were talking about this and just using this particular example, which is pretty stinking sort of like gendered, um, which is she, her lane is the emotional connection of the relationship. She has in her lane, she's kind of like managing the emotional bank account. She's aware of it. So she's kind of taking tabs on it and she kind of goes, ah, we haven't had a date night for the last couple of weeks. And geez, you know, like we haven't had sex for oh, man forever. And I certainly haven't gotten any kisses and I haven't gotten flowers and we haven't really like had a good conversation. So I feel like, you know, if, if we're going to put, put this into like a gender way, I would be willing to argue that women are aware or maybe more aware of the emotional climate of the relationship. They're very relational beings. And I don't want to say that this is all just like a, a gendered thing, but I'm just going to put some generalizations around it. Um, men, on the other hand, like in this thing you said, is has kind of like awareness of the finances. And... I'm just thinking about how do you make both people responsible for both? How do you pull the male in? Because I think that I hear this complaint a lot, which is I want for you to be more invested in the relationship, in the emotional climate of the relationship. I want for you to do the planning of the, of the dates. I want for you to reach for me and desire that connection because I seem, I feel like I'm the one that's doing all of that reaching and, and the one that's saying, Hey, it's been a while since we've had a date. Tell me you've heard this in your office as a complaint. Of course. Yeah. But you know, there's two things that just happened to me. One is, as you were talking and you were rattling off all the things that this lady didn't have. Yeah. I haven't gotten a kiss. We haven't had sex. You don't do this. I'm like, God almighty. I'm just sinking into my chair and I'm, I'm getting depressed. Let's listening to her right. list. And I'm like, yeah. please, like, can you just stop with the complaining? And, um, so what I'm, you're in a funny mood just, today. I'm liking man, I'm so, this. I mean, I got a call right before this started and I'm just, I'm lit up about it. So I'm really, <laughs> yes, I'm in a bad mood. It's early um, to get a call. Okay. I know. Well, she's on East coast time. So it's like, um, what I'm, what I, in my best brain, what I would offer this lady is to say, Hey, okay. And I do this. I actually do this quite a bit. And I think this is something I hope that my couple, like my partners pick up. Um, but I do this in my office quite a bit, which is, Anytime, anytime I hear somebody complaining, mm -hmm. um, anytime I, my brain on me goes, what are you asking for? Like, what right. are you, what is it that you're asking for? Mm -hmm. So I think if we are, if I'm a woman or if I'm a person who is particularly attuned to sort of the emotional pulse of the relationship 
and I'm aware of that it's in deficit because of all the stuff I'm not getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can criticize my husband, my partner. I can, I can complain about it, or I can get really good at saying, "Hey, here's what I think I need. I know some of the stuff you're not very good at, um, but some of the stuff, and I, I am, I am pretty good at this stuff. Like, if you need me to be in charge of date night, I can do that. Mm-hmm. But there's got it there, but there might need to be a trade off, right? Right. If I plan it, I need you to be on time. I need you to smell nice. I need you to like not bring your phone. Okay. Um, because I'm willing to do that part if you do your part. And again, I don't know if that's the right prescription, but right. Um, I was even talking to somebody who is really struggling because her husband is clinically depressed, and yeah, she's like, I, I'm, I have to be the caregiver. I have to carry the emotional load. He can't do anything. Right. And I go, yeah, okay. And you probably need him to say thank you, mm-hmm. which he can do. Mm-hmm. Right. He can say. Thank you. I know this is really hard. She goes, yeah, if he would just, I mean, even just once or twice, I Mm. think that would go a long way. So I think part of it is just finding out like, where are the, where are the transactional values? Um, So if we even stay close to the money metaphor, you've heard me talk a lot about like, where do you get the most return on investment? Right. And people get into trouble, I think, because they, they have this bias around 50, 50, like things need to be fair or I want to plan half the day, date nights. And I, okay, there, there's something noble and right and good about that. Unless you're really, really good at managing a project and a calendar and a timeline. Yeah. You know, oh, I've like, heard, I have heard that complaint, right? I want you to do the planning. Well, it turns okay. out that I'm a pretty shitty planner. Yeah. I am ADD and I, yeah. uh, like I avoid things until the very last minute. And you, on the other hand, get things done really far in advance. You're very organized. Like there are certain skill sets that align naturally. And I, I don't think it's, I want you to plan. I think it's like the question that you just asked, what is it that you're asking for? It's, I yeah. want to know that you care. I want to see you invested in Maybe. the relationship. Relationship. And I feel like if we can get down to sort of what's underneath it, I want to see the effort. I want to know that I'm special. I want to know that you're thinking about me. I want to be swept off of my feet. That might not be the prescription that they're asking for of, I want you to plan a date. That's just what's coming to their mind of, this is something I can see with my eyes. But, you know, ultimately deep down under, like, I really just want to feel special and like you care about me. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think ranges really help. By the way, I was thinking about, I want you to plan date night, even though I know you have ADHD is sort of a benevolent way of saying, I want to set you up for failure. Oh, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. You know, yeah. like I just, I just want to set you up for failure because if I do that, then I, at least I can take the weight off my back. But here's the thing, right? Let, let's say that he does set up date night and date night rolls around and it's time to go. And, he, and, sh- and she's like, okay, where are we going? He goes, well, we're going to go to McDonald's and watch the new Pixar movie. Okay. He did it. Yeah. He planned date night. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I wanted duh and duh and duh. Mm-hmm, duh, duh. Mm-hmm, Meanwhile, mm-hmm. let's say she's in charge of date night and, and he knows what his job is. And his job is she's going to plan date night, which is we're going to go throw axes okay. and, and then walk over to the, uh, the cocktail bar next door and uh, which is near our house so that we can walk home together. Right. Okay. Um, again, he can be like, Oh, sorry, babe. I know I was supposed to be ready at six, but um, I'm just, I'm gonna be off this call at six thirty, and um, and then he can go throw axes and stare at his fantasy football lineup the whole time. So, mm-hmm. you know, or he can be like, "Hey, babe, it's six o'clock. Let's go. I got this. Uh, I'm ready. I got my walking shoes. Do you need anything? Oh, it's a raincoat. Here's your raincoat. Yeah, um, I'm gonna kick your butt on this axe thing <laughs> because um, da, 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 da. 
And um, I'm, I've actually been YouTubing so how to throw the axe for the last I'm two so days. I'm so glad you thought of this this restaurant. I knew that it had opened, but I didn't I didn't realize it was easy to get a reservation. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, what cocktail are you interested in? And then did uh, and do yeah, your oh, part. Let's not talk about. Oh, I don't want to talk about the kids tonight, babe. Tell me what's going on in your mind. Like, what? How, how have you? How have you been doing? Like, mm-hmm. what's, you know, he doesn't plan the date, but he right. just delivers. Right. She doesn't go home thinking about. Well, I had to plan that one. I had to plan yeah. that one too. Yeah. Okay. You know, well, so let, me, let me okay, let me let me let me back this up. And it's hey, I just wanted to have a conversation with you. Like she's seeking emotional closeness. Okay, sure, yeah. She's yeah. seeking you know like conversation. And so yes, you may be the one that's initiating. You may be the one that's like kind of keeping emotional tabs on the relationship of like how much time have we actually been spending together? Do I really know what's going on in my partner's life? And so she might initiate conversation. But what I hear you saying is. She can initiate, she can keep tabs, but you do your part and show up. So when she asks you, Hey honey, how was your day? Your response is, I don't want to talk about work. It's too stressful. Your response is, man, okay, this is going to be hard for me. Cause you know, I kind of like to compartmentalize, but I know you want to know what's going on in my life. Well, yeah, I'm not good at this, but because I love you, I'm going to try. I tell this story all the time about Rebecca, which is I, I trained her how to thank me. Right. Um, And it really, I mean, I didn't quite train her, but I just, just 100% you trained valuable. her you gave her the reinforcement you let well, her I just know what felt how good. important it was but the re but but again and I say this to her and to anyone she's one of these people who doesn't want to thank you for stuff you're supposed to do anyway yeah and so when she began to thank me for stuff as a way to communicate her affection or her appreciation of me I had two benefits the one benefit was I got the thanks I needed I, I received the thing I was asking for the gratitude yeah the other one was I got to look across the relationship and see someone working hard on my behalf because they cared about me and the relationship. Like that was of value. And it, like, I keep going back kind of to this biblical parable of like the widow's might, like the widow who gives you like 10 cents. I've never heard that of that. 10 parable. cents is more valuable than the, than the wealthy guy who gives you a hundred dollars. Oh, I actually have. Okay. Um, so it's, it's just sort of like this, this idea that when we give out of, when we give out of our deficit, Mm-hmm. because we understand that it's valuable and because we understand it's good for the relationship or good for whatever, there's, there's real, there's real, there's real richness there. And so. That's interesting that you say that I'm trying trying to put it into context of like my, my relationship that like when I, when my husband says, Hey, will you go up to the mountain with me to like this Friday while Holden's in school? And like, let's just have like a, a couple's date and we'll snowboard. And I look outside and it's, it's not a bluebird day. It's kind of windy and it's cold. And I'm like, I don't want to go snowboarding in this weather. This is crummy. I really wanted to like lay by the fire and read with my time off. But when I say yes, because I know that my partner is making a bid for connection and he's asking me to do something that I'm like, it's not really like my, that's not my bag, baby. That's not my Mm. thing. But when I say yes, it, it means so much more than when I say, Hey honey, like, why don't we go out to eat? That's easy. But when I say I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down here. Yeah. Um, well, and I think sometimes it is okay to say no, like, no, I don't want to go to, I don't want to go snowboarding, but I want to do the thing that you want, which is to feel connected to you. Right. So maybe there's an alternative. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a, maybe there's a, maybe there's a middle ground. Yeah. Maybe it's not you versus me or your thing versus my thing. Maybe it's a, okay. I hear, I hear what you're asking. Uh-huh. Um, and actually I really respect and appreciate and value that. I, right. I don't know if I can pull it off 
in this way in in, in this time. Yeah. Um, but there we, may be maybe there's another alternative for us. We uh, I've been I've been kind of nailing this home with a lot of my couples, kind of circling back. I go through seasons. By the way, can you see like we have some weather happening here in in Bend? It's pretty amazing. You see it on my face. It's like really blowy and. Um, oh anyway. yeah, I can see the shadows changing on your face. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking a lot about trying to accommodate your partner as much as possible. That when your partner comes to you, like my husband, honey, do you want to like, just kind of like play hooky and go up to the mountain, go, go snowboarding. It's my knee jerk reaction is like, of course not. I was like going to do all these other things that I wanted to do, but how do I try and meet my partner's needs as much as possible? What is he really asking? Is he asking for like the best snowboard experience in the world? Definitely not. Cause he knows that I'm not going to be his like ride or die on the mountain. What he's asking for is connection. What he's asking for is that I turn toward him in that moment. So how can I accommodate him as much as possible? And it's by saying, wow, like, you want to date me? You want to spend the day with me? Mm-hmm. That's really, thank you. That feels really, really good. You know, honey, like I am actually, um, I'm actually kind of like saving myself up a little bit. This is how I would respond today. Saving myself because I have that race and I don't want to, you know, like tear anything or or like get too sore or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe we could plan uh, to do that next weekend, next Friday? And then today, why don't we go like go for a walk or, you know, do something? Go, let's go for lunch. Does that sound good? It's trying Mm -hmm. to meet their needs as much as possible. And if you understand that underneath just about every request is a desire to connect, I think that you can easily figure out how can I say yes to my partner's desire to connect? Yeah. And and if I'm him and she says, I just really want to feel more emotionally connected and just talk to me about your day. Yeah. His, his equivalent could be, okay. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Feeling more emotionally connected does sound good. Um, okay. Hold on. If I'm going to talk about my day though, I need to, I need to detox just a little bit. Let me just go change my clothes and figure uh-huh. it out and, and, and put the kids down and then, um, or get the kids settled. Cause I, I think I will be great. It'd drive me crazy if they ask me about homework while I'm trying to do that. So, um, yeah. but I'm with you. I got you. Like I can do, I can do this. I just mm-hmm. need to set, like, let's set ourselves up for success. Not mm-hmm. failure. You know, that maybe is the way that we coach or train or invite our, our partners or our people to do their thing, um, hmm. uh, a little bit better. And I, because I think we have to negotiate, uh, how can I give terms, you what like, you need? Kind, so that I can kind get of with what integrity. I, want. I mean, we just have to negotiate. I mean, I've I got again. I got this one guy, and he's really concerned about money, and he just wishes she would spend less. Wishes she would spend less. That every time she click, about to click a button, would she think, "Do I need this right now?" Right. Mm-hmm. She's worried about how much he's drinking and how much he uses weed. And I just sitting there the whole time, going, "How much are you spending on alcohol?" <laughs> How much are you spending? Like when you are you sitting there going, "Do I need this right now?" Wow. Well, sometimes I do need to 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 take the edge off, and I'm like, "Yeah." Sometimes she needs shoes mm-hmm. to feel pretty, mm-hmm. and sometimes that takes the edge off for her. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's like that that all of that negotiation isn't isn't taking place in like the real the real underlying important space, right? Right. And somehow we have to invite people to go to that space uh, because it's easy and frankly lazy to center the conversation on simply the things we can measure. Sometimes we have to, to really focus on the things that are just a little more nuanced and underneath the surface. And that take, take a little bit more of our, uh, uh, 
energy and attention. So Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate you weighing in on this. You know what I'm really excited about? Uh, tell me. I get to interview. Oh, yeah. The like founding researcher on asexuality in about mm, two hours. And cool. it's something that I've, you know, kind of, I'm just going to prep our audience members as they're, you know, getting ready to think, do I want to listen to another episode of Marriage Therapy Radio? You do. Uh, because you wrote the book, Understanding Asexuality, and I think it was published in 2012. And, you know, if it's, I have had actually people email us, listeners email us and say, can we just talk about asexuality for a second? Because it is something that is coming up in relationships more and more as we look at sex drive or, uh, you know, the desire to connect sexually. And it's kind of like a buzzword that has entered into our space, even though, you know, it's, you know, the book was published 10 years ago and there's more information out there, but I still think there's misinformation. So I'm really excited to bring this to our audience. Um, so listen for the next coming episodes. You'll see the, it'll come up. Yeah. We have a um, lot of interviews coming up. Um, we it's, do. Gonna, it's cool. We have a lot of cool people. In fact, um, I listened back to this one interview I did, uh, with Christine Lilly, the one that you didn't get to be a part of, but yeah. I've, I've also invented a new thing called, um, on the Instagram, it's called <laughs> three things Thursday. Okay. And it's three things that I, when I listen back to the podcast that I go, huh, that's actually pretty cool. And I, so I made a list of like three things that I took away from that one in particular, uh-huh. which I'm going to publish today, a little bit later, but, All right. um, but yeah, if you're not following us on the Instagram, you should do that. And you can see the three things that come out of our podcast, including some really cool interviews that are coming up real soon. I'm looking forward to hearing the one that you're about to do, um, Me too. which, which I don't, I got kicked out of cause it's part of like school too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of double dipping a little bit. I'm doing an interview. Right oh, shh, uh, we don't have to say that part. We, shh, we don't have to tell your teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it for school and I'm doing it for the podcast. So you guys actually, yeah, right that's, you know, it might feel like, wow, Laura, you've never really brought somebody on with this kind of perspective. Um, yeah, well, because, because that's what I'm yes, studying in school. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's go ahead and land this plane. Thank you for getting up early for me. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm going back to bed and going to try and calm down a little bit and then, uh, <laughs> then go about the rest of my day. All right. All right. Well, so. adios. I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Keep listening. We have some amazing guests that are coming on uh, in the next coming weeks. And be feel free. Send us, send us an email, info at marriagetherapyradio.com to just suggest if there's someone in your life that may be an expert that you think would be a great guest on the podcast or you have questions or you want an expert in that particular field to come on, just let us know. Like, Give us some feedback. And Zach, he's staring at me and he's probably probably saying you can give them this information on the Instagram as well. So um, help us out with Operation Blue Check. Go and like us on Instagram. Thanks so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.